Hello, I'd like to draw your attention to Blokes, the mental health CIC that provides a safe, supportive and non-judgmental platform for men who are 16 and over to open up about their thoughts and feelings, connect with like-minded people and tell a hashtag male tale. You can create your own Blokes account for free by visiting blokes.life and share your own stories, tips and advice based on your own lived experience with mental health. You can also find more information about Blokes including how to get in touch to organise mental health signposting sessions, talks and workshops. As you well know, men are often hesitant to discuss their thoughts and feelings or fear of being labelled as weak, unmanly or pathetic. And Blokes aims to show that admitting when you're struggling and asking for support is not only brave, but vital. Head over to the Blokes Twitter, Instagram and Facebook accounts to learn about the movement and how to begin getting comfortable with talking about how you're really feeling. You're listening to the British Baseball Podcast. Welcome baseball family to Around the Bases, the British baseball audio fanzine that showcases you, your team's results and your league. If you'd like to feature or get involved, you can submit a short video or voice message via DM or email. Email is probably best, BritishBaseballPodcast at gmail.com, saying who you are, who you play for, and then give us a little overview of your weekend series. I want to hear all about the good bits, the bad bits, and all the incredible bits in between too. Maybe someone on your team had a dazzling display as a rookie, a no-hitter, a walk-off grand slam, or maybe you just want to give your team and your teammates some love. So here's your chance. These are the results from Sunday, the 11th of July. So as usual, each team's playing a doubleheader that should last seven innings or is cut short due to time limits or the mercy rule, with the West Midlands Baseball League playing one game series over the full nine innings. If you don't hear your team, there wasn't a game. But if you think that I've missed one or might have overlooked something, why not let me know the score directly? Do the little video so that I've got it there in audio file and then we can get them uploaded. Uh, notice a few issues with the BBL scores, so apologies again. There's no results this weekend, but we are working on that to get that corrected. We might do a little overview of the full league as and when we can. So let's all get this covered. Uh, thanks again to Niall in Tombridge for another video submission. These are perfect, brilliant, lovely stuff. Join up in baseball in Scotland and the Hearts Baseball Club. The BBF stats and scores and standings are brought to you on stats.britishbaseball.org and the game day results website that is updated by you. Big thanks as always to Matt Moran at Matt L. Moran of the Ducks Across the Pond podcast for getting me the stats again this weekend. It's been a real big help. And before we get into the scores, let's have a look at some news. So no WBUK action this week, but there are tryouts for the women's national team um, on the 7th of August at 10.30 at Hearts Baseball Club. Go to at GB underscore baseball to find out more. I'll leave a link in the show notes. Uh, and there was also a great post in the British Baseball Clubhouse on ba- on the Facebook with an article from Matt Thomas of the Angels Over the Pond Group as he found a small but damaged little trophy with the engraving of N of E Baseball League 1937 runners-up. Now, for those that don't know, the um, this is an absolute fine and half. From the 1930s, the North of England Professional Baseball League. Again, I'll leave a full link in the show notes, you can read the full article by Matt. It's very detailed, uh, very, very interesting. Uh, absolute must read if you have an interest in British baseball history or baseball history. Uh, 
And also of note, last week's BSUK Player of the Week was Ren Quantrill of the London Legends. He had four runs, two RBIs, two stolen bases, and a long assist from centre field to home plate. Uh, you can nominate your British Baseball Player of the Week by heading to baseballsoftballuk.com forward slash player of the week and see the wall of awesome there. And then you can get the nomination form at the bottom to get your teammates recognized so they could appear alongside players like week one. We had Jessica Vernon, Hearts Baseball. Week two, Curtis Atridge of Hat Town Blues. Week three, we had Chris Kramer of the Taunton Muskets. Week four, Nicole Rayner of the Cambridge Valkyries. Week five, Joshua Barrett of the Milton Keen Box. That was from the Battle for Britain weekend. Week six was Mitchell from the London Mets. Week seven was Monica Koiker of the Bells Baseball Club. Week eight, you have Mike Osborne of Bristol Badgers. Week nine, Luke Reinhardt of Norwich Icini. And as I said before, week 10 was Ren Cronshaw. So who's going to be it for week 11 and week 12 and all the further weeks? Well, you have to nominate them to get them recognised. So let's start up uh, north of the border, Baseball Scotland, and over to John McKellar from the excellent Ball Caps and Bag Kites podcast for the roundup. Hi, Matt. This is John from Ball Caps and Bagpipes sitting here on my couch in recovery from uh, another high-intensity weekend of Scottish baseball. Um, here are your results from a full slate of games on Sunday the 11th of July. Uh, my Comets, uh, the Glasgow Comets, went to Tayport and we played the Breakers at their amazing field, uh, Tom Waddle Memorial Field. It's what it's called. It's absolutely breathtaking, a jaw-dropping view. Um, it's, it's probably, for me, easily the most beautiful ball park in all of Scotland. Um, Andy Brown, a mutual friend of ours, fantastic artist, was in attendance and painted the game live. Uh, please go to at Andy B as an artist on Twitter to see the uh, the finished product. It was absolutely gorgeous. Um, and uh, my Comets uh, ran out 15-9 to nine victors over the, the Tayport Breakers. They're still looking for their first win, but my God, that team is making strides and... Um, they made some real good contact, uh, got some great hits. I, I think it's only a matter of time. I've said this a million times now, but as it's only a matter of time before they start to turn it on. Elsewhere, the Glasgow Galaxy were uh, beaten 8-0 by the Edinburgh Cannons. Um, that was a, a result that surprised me. I expected that to be a close game, um, a hard-fought game, but uh, obviously that shut out. A surprising result. Uh, very well done by the Cannons. Um, you know, they've had a... A decent start to the season, but I think uh, you know the expectations were that they were going to have a better start than they have had. So who knows if this is going to be a launching pad for um, you know their season to, to really pick up now? Eight nothing cannons, um, and then the the third and final game of the week, uh, I believe that one was in Edinburgh. It ended fourteen uh, four in favour of the Devils over the Aberdeen Oilers. So there's your uh, there's your week's uh, there's your score line from the week and uh, thanks again Matt speak to you next week. Thanks John pleasure as always uh, really lo- love the stuff that you're doing up there and if you want to find out more about the Scottish baseball don't forget to check out ball caps and bagpipes wherever you get your podcasts from. We have the Essex Arrows hosting the London Legends at Town Meal Plainfields in Waltham Abbey. Game one was 13 runs to nine to Essex. A huge performance by Danny Bueno with four hits, three RBIs, 
and 12 hits in total playing for both teams. Game two saw a very close game, which went in favour of the Arrows again. It was 11 runs to 10. Jack McCarthy had a big day at the plate with four hits, three RBIs on a double and a triple. Travelling now to Hemel Hempstead and Grove Hill Ballpark, where the Hearts Falcons took on the London Capitals. Game one was a 24-0 Capitals shutout. 17 runs scored in the third inning, which saw the Capitals put the game out of reach. Leo Cadeno had five RBIs and a home run. Bobby Anderson gave up only two hits in the shutout. Game two. The Falcons managed to get two hits on the board, and that was 16 runs to two in favour of the Capitals. Julio Cesar Figueroa Almonte had two home runs and a double with six RBIs for the Capitals. London Mets took on the Lancashire Legends at Roundshaw Playing Fields in Croydon. Game one was 13 runs to zero. Sam Sproul went three and three in game one. The Mets pitcher struck out 11 in five innings. And game two also went to the London Mets with a 12 runs to two victory. That man, Sam, again, going three for three with three RBIs, while Jonathan Rodriguez had two doubles on two hits. And don't forget, you can check out my chat with London Mets head coach uh, over this week's British Baseball podcast. So be sure to listen to me and Rich having a really good conversation. BBF NBL. BBF AAA. London Marauders were at home at Enfield Plainfields in Croydon, and they took on the Essex Redbacks AAA team. That was two runs to zero to the Marauders, and it was David Bender and Mark Skopek who scored the only runs in the game. Tosh Lawson allowed no runs for the Marauders. Game two also went the way of the Marauders, as they won that one 10 runs to one. Uh, the Marauders had a big bottom of the first, helped them take the win with five runs in that first inning alone. Travelling to Bournemouth now, Ferndown Leisure Centre for the Bournemouth Bears AAA side, taking the South West Rebeldies. And it was the Rebeldies who won that one six runs to four. Ramon Martinez had seven strikeouts in seven innings and Shannon Hall went seven innings as well with 10 strikeouts. Hall also went three for four with two RBIs. Game two was a shutout for the Bears as the one that won 10-0. Jose Lopez didn't allow a run in seven innings pitch for the Bears and had three RBIs at the plate with two hits, including a double. Off going out to Salford, uh, not to be confused with Salford. Uh, Salford, uh, as the Vetra took on the Bristol Badgers at the Salford Sports Club. The Vetra winning both games, game one going 14 runs to nine. Uh, Davias uh, Trincunas had four RBIs on three hits with a home run in the bottom of the first for Vetra. And game two was 13 runs to three with Vetra scoring 11 in the bottom of the third. The game was cut short at five innings due to the mercy rule. A lot of big action so far. I don't think I've seen quite a high scoring weekend like this in some time. Lots of dingers being hit too. Let's have a look now at the BBF AAA. We had the uh, Milton Keane books at home at Wharton on Green Plainfield, and they faced the Norwich Iceni. Uh, both games going in favour of the books. The first game was eight runs to three, with Brendan Visaji had three RBIs and a triple for the books to help them go ahead of the Iceni in the third. Darren Ward only allowed three runs across seven innings uh, outing for the MK books. Game two was 19 runs to three. A seven-run first inning helped the books take game two with a home run from Josh Ralph Barrett in the bottom of the first. And now we go to Oxford Kings Ballpark in Oxford as the Oxford Kings face the Essex Archers. Uh, game one was nine runs to six. 
Tommy Keeling had three RBIs on two hits for Essex, but it wasn't enough to help the team get ahead with Alejandro Dodero for the Kings, keeping the archers at bay on the mound. Uh, only one game to report for that. Uh, there's some sort of issue with the website. I couldn't get the final score for game two. Uh, let's head back down to Croydon at Roundshaw Plainfields as the Croydon Pirates took on the London Musketeers. Uh, game one was six runs to five, a close encounter where London tied the game in the fifth, but Croydon walked off in the bottom of the seventh with a single to centre field for Joel Hernandez to take that one for the Pirates. The Musketeers would win game two, four runs to three. Both teams had a solid pitching performance with Gerard Aguero, Agu, ah, Gerard Agu, Aguilar striking out 14 in the loss for Croydon, but London took the lead at the top of the seventh to get, take game two. Sidewinders versus the Guildford Mavericks at Enfield Plainfields in London. Sidewinders taking both games here. The first one was seven runs to two. A four-run bottom of the fourth helped the Sidewinders tie the game to take the lead with five singles in the fourth inning. And game two was six runs to five in favour of the Sidewinders. Two RBIs for Tang Cheng, for two and on a two home run helped the sidewinders win game two. BBF single eight, Hearts Londoners and the Hearts Eagle at Basing Hill Ballpark. And to tell us a bit more about this Hearts action, uh, is the Hearts Baseball Club themselves. We've been lucky enough to have a lot of Hearts derbies this year because we've got three teams in single eight. This weekend was the latest of them: the Londoners hosting the Eagles. Uh, we split on opening day. We split again this time round, one game each, um, but the remarkable point this weekend was all the home runs. So in the bottom of the first inning, Londoners load up the bases and Luke steps up to bat, ball over the fence. Grand slam, home run. Luke's new to the game this year, last year, been smashing it all the year though. Fantastic job. But not long after that, maybe second inning, Greg, one of our veterans, over the fence. Home run number two. Big lead for the Londoners in game one. Eagles made a big rally, though, and part of that, Mike, uh, another club veteran, used to be our youth commissioner, made a comeback to the game and is doing a fine job driving it over the fence. There it goes again. Rally wasn't quite enough this time, though. Londoners hang on, win 12-9, first game. Second game... Londoners jump out in front. Tom of the Eagles steps up. Ball gone. Centre field fence. Fielders over there with it. All gone. They take the lead. And how do they take the lead? Mike, he's back again. Yep, here we go. Gone. Eagles win this one. 10 5, second game. Good fun all round. Very exciting. Hitting two double plays in there as well. So quality on the fielding side and the next Hearts Derby is not far away it's this week it's this Thursday Raptors Londoners be there on a weekday evening going to be good stuff thanks very much lovely stuff thank you for that information again feel free to submit more as as you wish uh, and teams if you want to submit some information like that that's what we're looking for so I said that it was game one uh, it was 12 runs to nine for the Londoners over the Eagles and then the Hearts Eagles taking game to 10 runs to five. 
Over to Finsbury Park, the London Mustangs hosting the London Minotaurs. And it was the Mustangs taking game one, 18 runs to one. Mustangs mercy rule as the Minotaur, uh, mercy rule the Minotaur to take game one with four IBIs and a home run from the Mustangs pitcher, Jimmy Lamb. But game two, we'll see the Minotaurs win 10 runs to eight. Uh, big scoring innings in the second and third for the Minotaurs with multiple RBIs from Liam Stokes, Yuko Matikino and Andrew Mayle. Let's go now to Bristol, Summerdale Pavilion in Keisham. And it's the Brunos taking on the Cornish Claycutters. Uh, the Cornish Claycutters would win game one 15 runs to two with pitcher Dan Kitts striking out eight. And he also held himself to three hits with two RBIs. Game two would also, well, game two would go to the Brunels as they won that one seven runs to four. The Brunels scoring multiple runs in the first two innings with 12 stolen bases in three innings. Bristol Bats going to Bristol Bucks, not too far because they're both in the same ground. Uh, again, this one being at Summerdale Pavilion. And the first game would go 25 runs to zero in favour of the Bats. Bristol Bats going five runs in every inning for five innings with Alex Brown going four for four with four runs. Game two would also go the way the Bats as they won that one 15 runs to five. The Bats first baseman Ben Briggs had two RBIs and scored three runs to help take the team um, with that sweep over the Bucks. The Cardiff Merlins would face the Western Jets at Pontcarna Fields in Cardiff. The Merlins would take game one, 10 runs to zero, with Taka Kano of the Merlins pitching a complete game, uh, one with hitter and stroke out nine, whilst getting three hits and three RBIs himself. And game two would also go the favour of the Merlins uh, with a 16 runs to one. And this now sees the Merlins going 8-0, on the season, and I think they're the only unbeaten team in the leagues. Going to Victoria Park in Taunton as the Muskets face the Bournemouth Bears single A. Taunton Muskets going down 11 runs to five uh, as the Bears had 14 hits and 15 stolen bases uh, as, a, as a team to help beat the Muskets in game one. Game two would also go to favour of the Bournemouth Bears as they won 26 runs to 10. Both Marcus Lopez and Pete Datlin went four for four, with Pete Datlin getting five RBIs. Let's head down to Brighton on Waterhall Plainfields for the Brighton Jets versus the Brighton Brewers. The first game was 10 runs to seven to the Brewers, as they had 17 hits as a team. Callum Old Meadow went three for three, and Josh Rappaport had a double and a home run, giving him two RBIs. Game two would also go the way of the Brewers, with Josh Rappaport getting another home run in game two and four RBIs while pitching in relief, striking out six. An old Guildford affair at Christ, Christ College in Guildford saw the Gold Cats taking on the Millers, and it would be the Guildford Gold Cats taking game one, 16 runs to seven. Gold Cats pitcher Mike Buckton and Hamish Carl struck out nine hitters, and the Gold Cats hitters had 10 hits and nine RBIs as a team. Game two was a close fair, and it was a goal catch that snuck this one six runs to five as Jack Burdent went four for four, scoring two runs for the goal cats, and the goal cats also store 13 bases. The Kent Buccaneers single eight took on the Kent Mariners at Williams Field in Hadlow, uh, and it was the Buccaneers that would sweep the Mariners with game one going nine runs to two, and then a close game two with 10 runs to nine there for the Buccaneers. And as we head over to Barley Field in Tombridge, we're going to have Niall Cafferty for the team's roundup there. Hey, Matt. Niall from the Tombridge Bobcats again. This weekend saw what is now known as the Cat Fight 
Part 3, the third instalment of the Tunbridge Wildcats v Tunbridge Bobcats League Action. Game 1 was probably the most tense and exciting game that the Bobcats have been a part of this year. We had a rough start to the game. After three innings, we were down 7-0 and struggling to put a dent in the scoreline against a strong Wildcats defence and pitching effort. However, our guys never gave up. A combination of Grant, Theus on the mound and the defence behind him, they managed to retire the next eight batters in order, giving up one run in the process, while scoring eight runs of their own to send the game to extra innings. Into the seventh, and the Wildcats played two runs, meaning that we had to score three to win. Patience at the plate meant we got the winning run to third base. Up steps Rob Crangle, who hits a deep fly ball to left field. Bob Bright tags up at third. Fortunately for us, the ball couldn't be caught, and we walked off with an 11-10 victory. Game two didn't quite go our way, and the Wildcats ran out deserved winners 18-5. Steve Bevan on the mound was pitching well. It was just unfortunate the Wildcats kept finding the gaps. However, he did not issue one walk, which is a big positive from which to build on. To finish the game, I made my debut on the mound to pitch in relief. And even though I couldn't stop the Wildcats' power and gave up a few walks, it was a great experience. And lastly, but by, but definitely by no means least, Mrs. Borley was in attendance, as she often is. Today, she, sorry, Sunday, she was presented with a selection of brand new Tunbridge baseball merchandise by the club. It really does mean a lot to us all to see her supporting the club week in, week out. That's all for this week, Mac. Thanks again. Thanks, Niall. Perfect as usual. And just to recap that, it's the Bobcats winning game one, 11 runs to 10 in a close game. And then Wildcats taking game two, 18 runs to five. With no British Baseball League action to report on and uh, no East of England Baseball League, we're going to go straight to the West Midlands Baseball League. We had the Worcester Sorcerers uh, taking their team to Long Eaton Storm. And it'd be the visiting side that won 15 runs to nine. Uh, Wolverhampton Wolves and the Leicester Blue Sox that saw the Wolves winning five, run, uh, five runs to two, taking that one being stretched to four games. And the Starbridge Titans travelling to Telford to face the Telford Giants. And that was 22 runs to seven in favour of the home side Telford Giants. There's also a developmental game that was played between the Metalheads of Birmingham and the Clifton Pirates, with the Clifton Pirates winning 11 runs to four. And one game to tell you about from the West Country Baseball League, and that was the Newton Brewers and the exit of Spitfires. And it was 10 runs to eight to the Brewers. This game was suspended at the bottom of the six, which we think was due to bad weather. Pulls back to the British Baseball Federation NBL. We have the London Mets in first place, 20 wins, two losses. London Capitals occupying the second spot, 17 wins, two losses. Essex Hours in third with 11 and 10. Lancashire Legends, 5 and 15. And the London Legends with 3 and 13. And Hearts Falcons with zero wins and 14 losses. BBF AAA sees the AAA South Division look like this. The East London Latin Boys with nine and four. Essex Arrows AAA with nine and five. Essex Redbacks AAA, eight wins and six losses. London Marauders with eight wins and six losses as well. Fifth place is the London Mammoths with seven and seven. And Kent Buccaneers AAA with two and seven. And Richmond Knights at the bottom, also two and seven. AAA Southwest and Wales sees the Bournemouth Bears still sitting at the top of the table uh, with six wins and two losses. Vetra not too far there, though, with eight wins and four losses with Southwest Rebellies with a four and six record and Bristol Badgers with their two wins and eight losses. Double A, we have the Double A Central. 
Milton Keen Bucks still at the top of the league with only one loss this, this season and 13 wins to their name. Uh, Cambridge Monarchs with a 10 wins and four losses in second place. Oxford Kings in third place with eight runs and five. Uh, the fourth spot belongs to the Essex Archers AA with seven wins and eight losses. Not far behind them is Norwich IC with seven wins and nine losses and Hearts Hawks at the bottom with zero wins and 18 losses. Double A Southeast looks like this. Sidewinder is still top of the table with 16 wins and two losses, but not far behind them. Croydon Pirates with 16 wins and three losses, only half a game behind. London Musketeers with 11 wins, eight losses. In third place, Guildford Mavericks with four wins. No, in fourth place with 10 wins and eight losses. Richmond Dragons with three wins and 17 losses. And the East London Latin Boys, double A side there with only one win and 19 losses. As we head over to the single A Central, we have the Essex Redback single A team there with 15 wins and one losses. One loss. Good England there. Uh, London Mustangs in second place with 13 wins, two losses. Is, uh, is the Hearts Eagles in third spot with six wins and nine losses with the Hearts Londoners with a 4-9 record, followed by Hearts Raptors with two and five. And in sixth spot there is London Minotaurs with one win and 15 losses. Single A7 looks like this. Cardiff Merlins at the top with eight and zero. Bournemouth Bears with six and two, tied for second place with the Bristol Bats with also six and two record, but they have one tied game there. So technically I think that makes them third. And Bristol Brunels at the bottom there in fourth spot with five wins, five losses and one tied game. Single A South sees the Brighton Brewers in top spot with 14 wins, two losses. Guildford Goldcats with 12 wins, six losses. Third place is Brighton Jets with nine wins and two losses. Bracknell Inferno are seven and seven. Richmond Dukes with two wins, nine losses. And the Guildford Mills with one win and 14 losses and one tight game. Also Richmond Dukes, sorry, have a tight game too. Single A Southeast, Tombridge Wildcats at the top of the tree with nine wins, five losses. Kent Mariners with six and four. Kent Buccaneers Single A are four and four. Tombridge Bobcats are five wins, seven losses. And South Coast Sea Dogs with zero wins, four losses. And South Coast Pirates join them, joint fifth place with zero and two. Single A Wessex sees the Taunton Muskets at top spot with an even four and four win and loss ratio. Cornish Clay Cutters, three wins, five losses. Western Jets are two and six. And the Bristol Bucks are zero and ten. And that's it. That's all for me for this week. Again, thanks to Matt for getting me the, the scores. Uh, if you haven't heard your team's uh, stuff read out again, just get in touch with me. Let's get as much information out there as possible. Uh, I do like to have a full set of figures to be able to report on, but again, it's always out of my control and with tight deadlines to, to reach to get this to get this out. Um, yeah, just let me know. Hit me up on social media. It's DMs at Brit Baseball Pod or emails British Baseball Podcast at gmail.com. So have a great week, train hard and play even better. And I'll speak to you all soon. Take care now. Ta-ra.